0: NSA's UFO Disclosure and the Consequences of Podcasting the Paranormal. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for October 20th, 2020. Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Fisk, start the show talking about the return of Dave McDonald as Executive Director of MUFON. Chat and speculation about what might happen if Jason and I go to Las Vegas for the 2020 Twenty-one International MUFON Symposium and why a chaperone would be so important for the welfare and safety of that city. Then, in real time, Jay and I go over the alleged treasure trove of released documents the NSA released due to a 1980 litigation action brought about the citizens against unidentified flying object secrecy against the agency. While there are more than a few dead ends, the list of documents provided by the NSA provides breadcrumbs that lead to other amazing finds, which we discuss on the show. The show wraps up by discussing the consequences of podcasting and hosting a website on paranormal topics. The Fnork Chronicles radio show is brought to you by our patrons patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the show, show notes, behind-the-scenes action, and more. Coming soon, patrons will also be eligible for exclusive products and promotional materials. You can also support the Fedora Chronicles radio show and show off your amazing taste and style with new products from Zazzle. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 12.5% 12.5% of each purchase goes directly into keeping this podcast on the air. The Federal Chronicles radio show can be heard on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Player FM, Castro, and Breaker. If our podcast isn't on your favorite platform, let us know right away and we'll pass along a special gift to you as a thank you our email address is Fedora Chronicle at gmail.com or you can reach us on Twitter at Fedora Chronicle once again here's Jason cousinno and me Eric Fisk from the Fedora Chronicles thanks for listening and enjoy the show just give our listeners a little FYI or an FU
1: follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that that phrase may not be the one you want to go with. Right. with <laughs> Here, here's an
0: FU, a follow up on a on a previous uh, episode that we did on the podcast. A couple of episodes ago, we did the show on the environment, on and I think I think it's actually the as as of right now it is it's the latest episode of the Fedora chronicles radio show i'm actually going to look at our soundcloud right now and see if yep dark water what other dangers are large corporations hiding um and a lot of other people in other groups that i i i joined to so i can share this and um talk to other people about environmental issues and how they overlap with corporations, uh, corrupting politicians. And one of the things that we had talked about was high fructose corn syrup and how high fructose corn syrup, while it's ubiquitous in, in almost everything, it's responsible for a lot of people's health being ruined. And Carol put us on a modified version of the keto diet. And one of the first things that we did was get rid of everything that has high fructose corn syrup or everything that has sugar as the second or first ingredient on the ingredients list. And I've lost almost 10 pounds, more or less. Maybe it's nine, maybe it's 11. I haven't checked this morning just by simply getting rid of all all the high fructose corn syrup um i've lost all this weight harrison can i can i tell people how much weight you've lost in in the past couple of days since you started the keto um he's lost 10 pounds in about like less than five days
1: that's awesome good for him it
0: is so and we're also going through a lot of the ingredients lists and seeing um if we can just eliminate the stuff that has ingredients that they are not so much ingredients as they are like chemicals, additives and, and and stuff like that and it was just like um my chronic headaches are 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 gone um my fatigue is almost gone um a lot of other problems have just simply vanished and it was like i think that we i think we might have to do a follow up on the dark water episode um more substantially and yeah. and talk about what's actually in our food and how we can actually fix our diets so that we're not all chronically dying, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, we can never avoid that whole chronically dying thing.
0: No, no, but we can, we can improve on it. And also just before you started um, reaching out to me or just as we started recording, I just started uploading Another episode that we did—we actually recorded it last week. Uh, voter apathy, 2020 pandemic edition, because I got a feeling that we're going to be talking about voter apathy a lot mm-hmm. more in the upcoming weeks and months. Um, yeah. And how, how how come this candidate lost the election is probably one of the things that we are we're probably the follow like the following podcast after the election we might spend some time on the election a retrospective what happened in the past two yeah the past year during the campaign season and how did we get to where we are
1: right i mean that's pretty much guaranteed
0: yep and i've and i've already started like recording clips so that we can go back and listen and say this is when the party lost their freaking minds and this is why they lost um and i'm not uh spoiler alert I think people are going to be very surprised with the outcome of this election. Think so? Uh, I think I, I, I am almost sure that people are um, going to be shocked at um, the outcome of this election to such an extent. There might be riots.
1: All right. So it'd be like a Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it's like it. Yeah, it's like it. It's like any other Tuesday in 2020. So um, we wanted to actually do a show. Catching up on all the paranormal news that we could get our hands on. Yep. And one of the things I wanted to start the show with, and I'm I'm coughing up this page really quickly. Did you Did you see the latest news from Mufon? And,
1: um, I saw the one that you sent me. Okay.
0: Um, let's see. Mufon has a new executive director, Dave McDonald, and there's as far as I know, there is really not a lot about him that we could really chit-chat about a lot of things that cuz we we know that the last and we're not gonna, we're not going to talk a lot about this character but Mufon's reputation really took a hit when the former executive director was arrested on soliciting a minor for sex and as it should as it should i mean wh- whether whether or not you <laughs> you know there's no easy way to say this yeah you know if um, when you when you exhibit bad behavior, it affects everybody that you are associated with,
1: especially if you're the guy in charge.
0: Ex- exactly. Um, I actually went over to. I want to make sure that it's hard. Yeah, let me think here. This it 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 would have been nice if I was able to actually like. There's a video that introduces you to. Um, Dave McDonald. But there really isn't a lot of other news about him on the MUFON homepage. And I don't don't know if whether or not... Are they trying to sweep this under the rug? Are they trying to... um, Are they just... I would have thought that they would have have made a little bit more of... A little bit more of a big deal about this. You can actually... um, just gonna, because I just like looked at this right now. Um, they have more news about this on their Facebook page than they actually do on the. They have more on Facebook about Dave McDonald than they do on the actual Mufon page. Um Dave P. McDonald is a Mufon executive director, a role he has played in the past. Um, and of course, the thing is, is that they're sort of like making he. he this is this is a this is a return to the new move this (laughs) the new old move on
1: does that make any sense yeah welcome to the old new bus same as the old bus
0: yeah exactly exactly and it was just like kind of like yep that's we're we're just things are going back to normal pay no attention pay no attention to 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 to, to that uh the man behind the curtain yeah you know and i I, and the thing is is i i don't know i think that they would have made a bigger deal about this i think that they they would have um, I thought that they would have had a little bit more hoopla about this because th- I think that a lot of people have turned away from Mufon after what happened with the last executive director. And, and maybe I'm making maybe I'm making too much of a big deal out of nothing.
1: No, I think it's important. I mean, I think it's important to impress upon the audience that Mufon is the the website that has done the most to look at the unidentified flying object phenomena and approach it from a more palatable stance. So in other words, they're not out there saying that everything that you don't see, that you see in the sky that you can't identify is little green men from Mars. You know, when they, when they present a story, they're like, this is something that is unidentified and flying in the air. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. They don't. Go into a lot of the um, stereotypical hyperbole of the Greys, and you know, from at least from what I've seen, they've they have they do talk about abduction stories, right? But they never say this is what happened. They always say this is what the person is saying happened. Yeah, you know, so it, they come across as a as a an unbiased news organization on their site. If people would ever be bothered to go to their site. Right. You know, they're not out there saying that we're being invaded by aliens every day or any of this crazy out there wacko stuff that some people are claiming. So I think it's important that such an organization does exist. Yeah. And they're treating it the way they treat it. So that's why the you should care part of this. The guy in charge. As we've mentioned, has you know they 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 represent the entity itself. So when the last guy got nabbed for kitty porn, that was a black eye to the group. It really was, and a lot of people are like, well, they're U F O enthusiasts. How much of a yeah. black eye is it is it really? It's like, well, it's pretty damning, actually. Right. You know, think of any you know obscure organization you belong to from, you know, like, well, I'm a member of the American Legion, for example. If the leader of the American Legion was found to have kitty porn, it would be a huge thing. Sure. In his case, because a lot of the members of the American Foreign Legion the American Legion would probably find him, hunt him down and kill him. But there's a lot of people who take these things very, very seriously. Right. So just because you don't think much of the organization doesn't mean the organization doesn't think much of itself. And they do want to present themselves in a good light. Yeah. So
0: that's it. The thing is, is it's like it, you have to do something, but you can't do too much. You can't like you, you have to make a big deal out of it, but not make such a big deal about it that that's all you're talking about. And people won't be able to forget it anytime soon. You want to right. and there's a gentle balance. And I don't know if I'm accusing them of not having a, a more balanced approach to this. Um, they also just announced The 2021 International Mufon Symposium. Uh, UAPs, Military and Government Witnesses Speak Out. And it's the week of my birthday, July 23rd to July 25th, 2021 in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I would... Dude, that's
1: right up the road, man.
0: That's just up the road from where you live. How far away is Las Vegas from where you live right now?
1: Uh maybe six hours five hours you know what let me find out real quick directions from home six and a half hours
0: here's a ten thousand dollar question jay is this Mm -hmm. something that we would want to be there in person to cover and perhaps even do record a an episode of the podcast In front of a live studio audience. Because we wanted to do that for the Essex or Exeter convention here in New Hampshire. But thanks to COVID, that was out of the question.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that got shot in the ass. Yeah. I honestly, maybe we do. That would, I think that would be a lot of fun.
0: That would, yeah, do a midnight recording.
1: Yeah. Yeah. of, of, Of the podcast from Vegas after attending the convention. Yeah. I mean, if if Carol will let us be unsupervised in Las Vegas, that is because
0: well, yeah. do we, now we can't go. Now we can't go because there's that. If Carol will not let the two of us be unsupervised without her scapegoating us in Las Vegas.
1: Well, she's allowed to come. She's allowed to join us. Oh, I mean, OK. All it's right. It's not like I'm saying she shouldn't come with us. I'm just saying that, Oh boy, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, you come out to the house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and it was just like that. But that would I mean, honestly, that would we and here's the We could do that. We could that would be fun. We could actually do that. And um and he, and here's the other thing. God, you know what? This actually sounds like um a pitch meeting for like <laughs> National Lampoons UFO Symporium. <laughs> Whereas it's like you have Eric and Jay go and, and, and cover the MUFON conference and then do a, a, a midnight recording of the show and interview some of the big names at the MUFON convention. Oh, hell yeah. And the And the subplot, the B-plot would be a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old being left alone at home. During an entire week.
1: But with your kids, what would end up? What would things in the house and clean it up? Exactly. (laughs) The adults are the ones going crazy in Las Vegas while the kids are being responsible at home. (laughs) Right.
0: Like, Alan and Harrison are being responsible and they're building a gazebo that is overlooking the, um, overlooking the (laughs) pond. Yeah. And and, uh, Eric, Jay, Carol, and Jay's new girlfriend are like, like scrambling about, like, collecting bottles along the side of the road for bail money or something like that. You know?
1: <laughs> so how exactly did you set fire to the water canal underneath the Venetian anyway? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, oh, yeah. That would,
1: that would be fun, though. That would be fun.
0: What's the worst that could happen?
1: (laughs) It's Vegas. It is Vegas.
0: It's Vegas. Eric and Jay.
1: We'd be supervised, though. (laughs) You know, Carol would be with us. Be okay. Be fine. Yep. Absolutely. The real problem comes in is on our way back from Vegas, be like, dude, it's only like a four-hour detour to go to Skinwalker Ranch. Oh yeah, you know
0: what? We ought to plan on on meeting Ryan Skinner and and interview him there if he's going to be there, because I have a lot of stories that I want to share with him. About, oh yeah, about that. Um, and I'm sure that I've I've told my Skinwalker Ranch story before. Um, so. There's also a lot of other things that are going on in the news that I think is
1: very interesting, very, light.
0: very, very interesting. And I know that I, I sent you a barrage of links at the last minute when we decided that this is going to be the theme of the show. Um, MUFON and a lot of other organizations have highlighted this and, and squeeing with delight national security agency the nsa perhaps one of the most secretive agencies in the united states you know who they are you know their acronym and you can kind of but, guess what it is that they do but go ahead jay
1: but, but no one ever really kn- has seen nsa agents that you know of right that we know of they're the most public private part of the com- of the country's government So Uh, this, this link that you sent me is actually a listing of a bunch of links. Are they sort of,
0: are they, are they overwhelming us with a lot of information and and a lot of bullshit?
1: Um, Well, that's, that's the hard part to tell, right? Because I'll just go through. The list, some of the list. Of well,
0: lists, hold on right? a say, let's let, but let's read the intro from MUFON first, before we say anything else. Okay. National Security Sorry. Agency provides a listing of UFO documents in response to numerous inquiries regarding the subject of unidentified flying objects. The NSA has assembled a list of documents located in its files. Many of these documents were provided as a result of a 1980 litigation brought by Citizens Against Unidentified Flying Object Secrecy Against the Agency. And they finally said, okay, all right, you freaks. Here's our here's your <laughs> database. Go crazy, and maybe you should leave us alone. You go ahead and, and you read um, some of the things uh, that they have listed here.
1: Okay, so they have an in-camera affidavit of Eugene F. Yeats. Um, there's the communications intelligence reports broken into sizable parts for viewing parts A through J. It's 10 parts. The affidavit of Eugene F. Yeats, which is the, the written affidavit, not the in camera one that they linked to earlier. UFO files, the untold story. Government super secret security agency warns, take UFOs seriously or be prepared for sneak invasion by space aliens in the national Enquirer, the U S government and the Iran case I U R report. I have no idea what I U R means, but okay.
0: You can actually, it's a, that one right there. This is, um, these are, these are just, um, scans of photocopies of, well, this one right here—the U.S. government and the Iran case. Yeah, a lot of these are uh, are uh, PDF scans of photocopies of reports, and the first couple of ones that I've seen, um, they a lot of these are just newspaper clippings. But go on.
1: Right, I, I, but I don't know what IUR stands for. I don't know either. Yeah. I have no idea. I did a quick Google search, and I don't think it's the International Union of Radiologists, but whatever. Maybe it is. The report of UFO crash in 1947 called false by Science Panel, an article in the New York Times. What the U.S. government knows about unidentified flying objects by Peter Gersten, Frontiers of science. Is the CIA stonewalling by Richard Hall? The government and UFOs, which is another link. To the U- All of these links go to NSA itself, right. so it's hard to kind of look through these links. UFO as advanced technology. French government UFO study. Communications Intelligence Committee report redacted united flying unidentified flying objects. ComNav Sec visual sighting report. ComNav is Command Navi- um, Navy Security Group. Report Bibliography issued by the Defense Documentation Center. Now you see it, now you don't, by Captain Henry S. Shields, HQ USAFE INOMP. I have no idea what INOMP is, or USAFE, USAFE slash INOMP. I have no idea what those are. Joint Chief of Staff report concerning the sightings of a UFO in Iran on 19 September 1976. Exploitation Report, a fragment metal recovered in the Republic of the Congo. For all you Marvel fans, that's not Wakanda in real life. <laughs> <laughs> the Exploitation Report. Of, oh, I'm sorry, I already read that one. The Navy Report, Country, Cuba, Subject, UFO. And then there's like another like dozen of these.
0: Yes. And you can just go through and you can just click through all of them. And that apparently that these are... I mean, like I had said, these, there's a lot of strange things in here that, um, here's, here's the one that I, the last one at the bottom of the page, extraterrestrial intelligence by Howard H. Champagne. I think that's how you pronounce his name and you click at it. And, and I'm just going to read this. It's just two, two short paragraphs. In the most recent issue of the NSA technical journal, volume 11, number one, Dr. Lambros D. C. I'm going to just like C. A. L. L. I. M. A. H. O. S. discussed Calamaos. Discussed certain aspects of extraterrestrial intelligence and included several messages to test the reader's ingenuity. Okay. In the following pages, Dr. H.H. H. Champagne offers additional communications from outer space. Recently, a series of messages were heard coming from outer space. The transmissions were not continuous, but they were cut by pauses into pieces that could be taken as units. For they were repeated over and over again. The pauses here show punctuation. The various
1: as punctuation as
0: punctuation you're
1: using punctuation to represent the pauses.
0: Okay The various combinations have been represented by the letters of the alphabet so that the message can be written down each message Except the first is here given only once the serial number of the message has been simplified for each reference And there is a long list of letters of um, Four letters pause Four letters, pause, four letters, pause. And then it goes on. And as time progresses, these signals become more sophisticated. Now, when was this thing published here, Jay? That's what I'm looking for.
1: Uh, Let's see. There's no... Oh, 2004. Approved for release by NSA in 2004. But that doesn't say when it was originally written. That's when the NSA said, okay, you guys can see it now. Right. But I have no idea. Judging by the quality of the scan and the typeface, I'm guessing it is uh, maybe late 1970s, early 1980s. There's
0: also the document before that, Key to the Extraterrestrial Messages, by H. Champagne, which is, we should have maybe looked at this before we looked at the other one where they actually trying to explain it's, it's sort of like the key code, but unless yeah. you, unless you have like a doctorate or two in um, decoding messages, what do they call that? Um, cryptography. Cryptography. Unless you have a, do, a, a doctorate in cryptography, it's really hard to figure out what they're saying, but the NSA is coming out and they've, they said they've admitted to the, of receiving Radio signals from, quote, outer space.
1: Now, this, these are radio telescopes that they're receiving these on. Sure. So it is possible that these are just, you know, a certain star's radio broadcast going out in the way it's been interfered with by other radio broadcasts from other stars before it got to us. The reason why these are being highlighted is because of the repetitive nature of it, it would it seem to indicate to us anyway some level of intelligence behind it. So it's not just a naturally occurring signal that goes out because those generally fluctuate widely, very rarely repeat. If they do, it's you know it's a very long message and only part of it repeats, that kind of thing. This is something that seems to be... Driven by an intelligence of some sort, which is why they're signaling these out. Singling, not signaling, singling these out. Well so yeah, so this is this is why they've chosen these. And it's funny because the listing of the messages actually makes more sense than the key to them. Right. So cause like here we go. At every step in the solution, we make a guess at the meaning. Evidence will quickly accumulate to verify or refute this guess. The possibility of ambiguity of two two consistent solutions is very remote. Only in the last steps where verification is thin could this happen. Step 1, there are 21 symbols in the order given by the message. Step 2, B is equivalent to AA, C to AAA, etc., That is, A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, D equals 4, etc. Right. The symbol L means the two things that follow are the same. So, LXY means that X equals Y. That seems needlessly complex. That sounds like a secret code developed by a six-year-old. Right? Each statement has five symbols and begins with L. So... Each statement has five symbols and the symbol L means the two things that follow are the same. So is that what that means? I don't know. Yeah. I'd I'd, I'd have to look at this after I've been awake for more than a half hour.
0: Well, here's, here's the thing that sort of irritates the hell out of me is that there is the, um, the link to the article Communication with Extraterrestrial Intelligence by Lambros mm. D. Calamajos, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yep. All right. And you click on that link, and it is, it's, it's, again, it's a horrible photocopy of a photocopy that's been created, that's been made into a, a PDF file. Yeah. But, but. If you do a duck, duck, go search, you can actually find the original articles and the original documents in pristine, readable condition elsewhere on the internet. On the one hand, we should be really excited that the NSA is releasing all of these documents. And and here's the database. You go to the database and it's very discouraging. It's very, it's irritating how awful it is, but you actually, I did a, a like I said, duck, duck Go. I did a search for communications with extra intelligent, uh, extraterrestrial intelligent with the author's name, and I came up with not only that specific article, but the preceding documents as well, and the d- documents that follow that one in the same publication. You can actually find the entire publication. It's almost as if the NSA is fucking with us.
1: And it, that, I wouldn't put that past them. I mean, you can almost, if you look at the URL, you kind of expect it to say, you know, www.nsa.gov slash features slash this doc, this class declassified dash documents slash UFO slash rabbit hole. You know right. what I mean? That's what you would expect to see there because this really is a, data dump of information with no context. There's no supporting information regarding these this list of links. So you can draw any conclusion you want from these links. They're not telling you what why they have them. They're not telling you what conclusions they've drawn from this. They're not telling you what, if anything, they've done regarding any of this. Right. I mean some of these are Department of State airgrams, right? Yeah. With Subject, flying saucers are a myth. Subject, celestial body observed over Antarctica. Subject, political report for August 1965. Sighting of object possibly originating from space vehicle. Unidentified flying objects reported over Angola. I mean, there's no real perspective on what any of these mean. And a lot of these are just really, really shit copies. Like, I randomly clicked on the subject, Unidentified Flying Objects one. Looking at the document, this is a photocopy of a Xerox, Yeah. right? And it's so bad, the date is listed at the top, and it looks like it says 28 December CF. That's how bad the copy is. There are parts of it, because some of it is stamped, some of it is handwritten over top of a typed form, and some of it you have no idea what any of this says looks like there's another one received department of state december 22 234 am 19 either 55 or 66 i can't really tell you know it's just these are horrible and it's just a single page right single page so without that context you really don't know what what it is has been done if anything about this is this really what the NSA has on it. Cause if you do a Google search for the right things, you're going to come across all of these anyway, or a good chunk of them. Right. So this is all stuff that, you know, like you said, you did a DuckDuckGo go and you found the article that they have a really poor, piss poor copy of in very easily human readable format. So right. how much of this is like the NSA secret stash? It's not really, Although I will say this, I did in my DuckDuckGo for the article, I came across the Wikipedia entry for Lambros D. Kalamajos. And it says, Lambros Demetrios Kalamajos, December 16th, 1910, October 28th, 1977, was a U.S. Army cryptologist and flute player. <laughs> okay, that's important to know. Right? So apparently his musical debut was in Munich in 1935 and was heralded as Meisterflautist, played in Vienna. That autumn played an all-bach program in Munich, consisting of seven sonatas and his own transcription for flute and harpsichord of the B minor suite. Hmm, 1935 in Germany. Interesting. He joined the army in 1941. So he joined the army at 30, 31 years of age, probably 30, hoping his interest in cryptology could be put to use. Because, you know, right at the outbreak of World War II, that's why you joined the military. So even the Wikipedia article makes no sense. Yeah. You know, it seems rather, I don't know, just cobbled together.
0: It just seems to me as if it was just like, okay, um, we're going to just put all of this crap on the Internet and maybe that'll shut the kooks up.
1: Right. Right. And then we're going to you know, try- and in the meantime they've pro- they've provided enough just enough information so that it looks like they've done something. Yeah. But not enough where it actually means anything. I'm just Oh cool, there's a National Cryptologic School.
0: Yeah. Um by the way, I'm going to I'm going to here. I'm going to try and read this and you tell me um tell me if I'm making any sense of this. This is this is the uh, subject, Celestial Body Observed Over Antarctica. Celestial, and, and now in all caps, Celestial Body Observed Over Antarctica. Um, reference CA-1887, August 16th, uh, 1965. And this is from the Embassy Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires.
1: Buenos Aires. Buenos
0: Aires. In, uh, so. Yeah. Attention is invited to the Department of Defense Intelligence Information Report file 5804 space 004, uh, 84 space 65 July 16, 1995 from. 65. 65 from word uneligible Arctic, which provided a translation of four. Recently, received messages from the Argentine Navy Hydrographic Services concerning unidentified objects reportedly sighted in Argentina recently. The Office of the Naval, I can't, Naval, I think that's a, I don't know what that word, I can't read that word, has requested. Attache. Imp- okay. Attache?
1: Yep
0: has reported information from the Argentine Naval authorities related to specific inquiry of CA-18. It could be an 8 or a 3-7. It seems unlikely, however, that additional information will be available until there is the summer exchange of personnel at the Argentine Arctic Station at the time of personal exchange records and the other detailed data will be transferred to buenos aires headquarters the embassy will make a following inquiry at the time in it
1: as in a, so i apologize buenos aires apparently is in argentina
0: okay not okay An additional I, i'm not sure if that's tried. items of interest, items of interest your guess is better than mine the la planeta observatory issued a statement to the press following the public interest aroused by the word uneligible dispatch of July 7th.
1: It almost looks like it says Reuters, the Reuters Dispatch. Reuters,
0: it could be Reuters. Um, that it, that it has no, no theory, has no theory of the unidentified flying object. And there's a box over somebody drew a box. The- no, it's not
1: drawn. I think what that is is um, back in the seventies they used the, the the puncture cards. Oh the
0: punch cards. This is printed on a punch card. Okay. That's
1: what it looks like. Okay. But see how down on the bottom?
0: Yep. Although it would point out that the sightings occurred at the time of Echo Two was observing over the Antarctic zone. Wow, that was a lot of work. So you could now. Let's uh, let's just do a search of of C A dash one eight. I'm gonna call it a three seven. And and
1: god damn it. Don't... Okay, so hold on a second. I'm yeah. doing a search for Echo Two.
0: Okay. It
1: says that Echo Two is orbiting over the Arctic zone. Echo Two is a there's an Echo class submarine. There's uh, Echo which is an Amazon product. Echo two Orbiter. Orbit. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, here we go. The Echo Orbiter is a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania-based indie rock band. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck the Echo Orbiter is. There's a lot of pictures of an Echo Orbiter, which is just like a giant steel ball stamped with NASA. Yeah. So what is the ECHO-2 orbiter? I don't know. ECHO-2 is orbiting over the Antarctic zone.
0: But it makes you like, so they give you just enough. And it was just like, wait, okay, wait a minute. UFO and,
1: and let's see. U-F-O. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I had to go to this next page of results on DuckDuckGo. And this is an article from spacestackexchange.com. So, Echo 1 and Echo 2 were giant balloons inflated in space after being launched into orbit and used to study both the bouncing of radar, TV, and radio signals from one Earth station to another and to try to gather some information on conditions in near-Earth space. But I'm having trouble understanding how they remain spherical or even if they really did or not. Echo 1 was 30 meters in diameter. Echo 2 was 40 meters in diameter, according to Wikipedia. So, it'd be Project Echo is what we should be looking up. Okay, so a Wikipedia article on Project Echo says, Project Echo was the first passive communication satellite experiment. Each of the two spacecraft launched in 1664 was a metallized balloon satellite acting as a passive reflector of microwave signals. Communication signals were bounced off them from one point on Earth to another. A picture of this, it looks like something out of a steampunk movie. Right. It's just this big, round, silvery-looking object with a bunch of people in suits standing in front of it. And they're in some sort of domed hangar. That's actually somewhat humorous.
0: And, of course, so I, I did a quick search for some some of the words that were in that document. Yeah. And then it took me, so during my, just a quick search, um, a tale from Antarctica. On July, on 16th July, 1965, the DIA intercepted four messages from the Argentine Navy Hydrographic Service concerning UFO sighting in Antarctica. The messages were from commander at the base at Deception Island. Is it Deception Island? And it gives you the actual coordinates of, the, of where this island is. And it was just like, This archived BBC article has far more information, but it was just like they give you just enough breadcrumbs on this NSA index page where it was just like, oh, okay, hey, here's 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 a a three
1: paragraphs. And it seems most of it is old. That's when I say old, I mean older than I am. Yeah. A lot of it's from the 60s. It looks like there's some of it from the 70s. Um, it, it, like, even the, the New York Times article is from 87. Yes. Which, you know, I was alive then, but still.
0: And you can find better copies of that article online elsewhere. Yep. So the, what I find amazing is that there is a, a Freedom of Information Act granted from this UFO group. This um, UFOlogists Against NSA Secrecy. As we can just call them that. And the NSA had said, okay, here's everything that we have. They scanned all the documents that they could, quote, find. The NSA had been collecting newspaper clippings and other people's reports of UFO sightings and kept them in these holders and say, okay, hey, here you go. And, and apparently <laughs> in the trade journal within the NSA or the NSA's internal journal, they have these reports of things that are just simply amazing. The NSA was actually looking into signals from outer space that are, that are complex and they're trying to, trying to decipher them. And apparently the NSA is admitting that we have received signals from another civilization in space, and here's what we think that means, and we're trying to decipher these codes.
1: Again, they also have like, for example, one of the links is for something called Report Bibliography issued by the Defense Documentation Center, and you click on it, and that's literally what it is. It is a bibliography that says, this is where we got this information on this page, this is where we got this information on that page, and there's no context. The report that this is the bibliography for is not the link. It, it's not the report that was linked above it.
0: And is just and, so obscure. Uh, it's
1: just like, it's. It's obscure. It's obtuse. This is completely unhelpful. But, you know, like typical of the government or Microsoft. Hey, you asked the question. We answered it. You wanted information. Here's the information. You can't read it. It takes a lot. It's just, and it doesn't make any sense because you have no idea what we've done with it or as a result of it, of acquiring this information. But damn it, you wanted it and we're giving it to you. Aren't we good guys? Aren't we mm. wonderful? We're well, a happy miser.
0: I mean, but you can easily find better copies of this, sh- this crap elsewhere.
1: Right. Might as well have done a damn fucking Google search for fuck's sake helpful as this is i mean this is just really awful all, all right is, so i
0: swear to god you, you i'm sway i mean literally i looked at i so you go in general accounting office report to the honorable stephen h shift house of representative government records results of a search for records concerning the 1947 crash near roswell new mexico you click on that link and it is crap. You go to DuckDuckGo yeah. and you actually do a search. You actually you just do a search for general accounting office report to the Honorable Stephen H. Schiff, blah, blah, blah. And you could actually find a more readable version of this elsewhere on the Internet. <laughs> what? The I think the biggest bombshell of all of this, though, is that. The NSA kept records of this stuff.
1: Right, but we don't know what they did with any of that. Oh, this is interesting. If you do a DuckDuckGo search, the second one, like if you do it for the General Accounting Office report, the Honorable Blah 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 the second one looks like it is the actual report that was photocopied on NSA. The interesting thing to me is that just at first blush, there's 26 pages in the original and only 21 in the PDF local linked to by the NSA just scroll to the bu-
0: there are blank pages at the end of this
1: oh, okay so the NSA just didn't include any of the blank pages right so there's one two three four there's four at the bottom and one at the top that accounts for five of the pages which is yep that's the difference but here's, discovered the blank
0: but but here here's the here's the amazing thing though Jay the accounting office is making a lot of hay and they're spending a lot of money investigating a crashed weather balloon.
1: Yeah. That's what they told us it was was a crashed weather <laughs> balloon. You'd think you'd think since they were paying for that weather report thing that, you know, they'd have all of that information already. Yeah. You know, they just go to the guy that was in charge of the project. Hey, can you give us a report of the materials you use, blah, 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 blah. That's the way that would go. You wouldn't conduct an investigation to find out what the hell it was if you were the guys who actually did it. Yeah. Which is what they claim.
0: Here's this. This almost makes me want to laugh out loud. We conducted an extensive search for government records related to the crash near Roswell. We examined a wide range of classified and unclassified documents dating from July 1947 through the 1950s. These records came from numerous organizations in New Mexico and elsewhere throughout the DOD, as well as the Federal Bureau of Investigations, the the Central Intelligence Agencies, and the National Security Agency. The full scope and methodology of our work are detailed at the end of this report. (laughs) that's a lot of freaking work for a weather balloon
1: right this is just this is this is just maddeningly unhelpful is what this is you know for for something that really could have been a bombshell of information this is more like just a bomb this is the and when i say bomb i mean like you know like the 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 shit bombs you leave on people's houses you put the dog shit in a paper bag and set it on fire and put it on someone's door doorstep and ring the bell and run yeah that's the kind of bomb this is it's this, just nothing but flaming shit
0: well here's this is the perfect segue to another new story that I wanted to share with you and this is okay. pub- this was published 2 days ago okay and I now stop and think about this for a second here. Yep. Harry Reid claims U.S. government covered up the UFO evidence for years. And this is also published in the National Review. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, Democrat, Nevada. Think about, Now, th- keep that in the back of your head. Nevada. All right. Yep. Says the U.S. government has also worked for years to cover up evidence of possible close encounters with UFOs. Reed, who pushed for the creation of a classified, now defunct U.S. government UFO program, said in The Phenomenon, which is a movie we need to review and watch, the new documentary by James Fox, that there is more than one up there. More than one what, Henry? Um, Harry. Most <laughs> of the evidence the government has around UFOs, quote, hasn't seen the light of day, unquote, he said. We have it, it's there, the 80-year-old said. He said the government did everything that they could to stop the UFO program and wanted nothing to do with this. Well, let's get back to that for a second. Nobody has to agree why it's there. But shouldn't we at least be spending some of our money to study all of these phenomenon? Shouldn't we study this stuff? The answer is yes, that is. That's what this is all about and why the federal government all these years covering up, put the brake pads on everything, stopped it. I think it's very, very bad for the country, he added
1: in July. First of all, yeah, hold on. At first blush, my question is this. He keeps blaming the government. Isn't he a sitting fucking senator?
0: Uh, I think no, he's a former U.S. Senator. This this here. This is absolutely totally amazing here for a second here in july the former senator said on twitter that he quote had no knowledge i have never suggested the federal government had or any any entity has flying saucer objects or debris from other word i have constantly said that we must stick to the science not fairy tales about little green men when was this this was this was this was from july 24th 2020
1: so just earlier this year
0: like what four months ago
1: yeah something like that anyway so what
0: changed what changed now harry Reid is the senator senator from nevada
1: yeah the home of area 51
0: bingo he's got it he knew where i was going with that yep So now he's coming out and he's he's spreading the word saying they know more than they know or they they know more than they're telling us. I think that that's very telling. Something has occurred in the past couple of months that made Harry Reid come out and say there's more going on than what we're saying. Now, Tucker Carlson has perhaps one of the most popular news programs on television now and take I mean whatever that means it means he's spending some of his capital on this issue Tucker Carlson quote it is outrageous the government is still hiding evidence of UFOs Tucker exposed expressed disgust at people who care more about the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head than they care about a (coughs) UFO documentary (laughs) hmm
1: Oh, my God, the behavioral group that I that I watched on YouTube, they did a half-hour show studying the behavioral analysis of the fly, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, Tucker's got a point, though. It's a fly. Why does it matter? It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It means it's a fucking fly. Anyone in the United States who claims they've never seen a fly is lying. So why is the fly, the fact that there was a fly, regardless of who it landed on, why does the fly matter at all? Why is that taking up any of our time? Who cares? Exactly, exactly. So Tucker's got at least a point as far as that goes.
0: Uh, And I'm not not kidding when I ask this. How come if Tucker Tucker Carlson is able to, you know, Tucker Carlson of all people, who has a reputation of being a a, a button-up conservative
1: guy wears a goddamn bow tie
0: not all the time but often
1: he used to that was that was his trademark when he first started remember yeah what well, do you why say is he why is he talking about this
0: it's not hard it's not hard to figure out that people have actually gotten sick and tired of all the secrecy and and, and in the midst of all of this with the pentagon admitting that they have a program looking into this the fbi released a similar treasure trove of information meaning useless yes meaning useless hey this is disclosure they give you the disclosure and it's photocopies of of documents that you could have already found elsewhere on the internet now the question is well maybe maybe this is we should end the show and move on to something else and ask the question, how can the NSA is playing this game? Why are the people at the NSA, the leadership of the NSA is playing our, why are they playing this game? I don't know if I articulated the question. Why play this game?
1: Yeah. Why? Why is this even a thing? Why is this even a story?
0: Which brings us back to MUFON and why we need organizations like MUFON and why that I would, honestly, I would actually, I'm looking at here, join MUFON, volunteer, become a field investigator. Yeah, this you, is... you, you you can actually go to MUFON.com slash become dash a dash field dash investigator dot html. This is such an important topic. How come we're not? How come we're not talking more about this? How come more people aren't interested about this?
1: Or maybe because a fly landed on the vice president's head during a debate, Eric. That means that God himself thinks that Fence is a piece of shit. Don't you know these things? Here's another news item
0: that that we had in the queue. And a lot of other news organizations have printed this. Um, This is from a website called The Diplomat. Japan's defense ministry launches protocol for UFO sightings. Japan's self-defense force have received instructions on steps it should take should a UFO be identified. This is a good lengthy article. That talks about how countries like Japan are following suit um, with the United States Defense Department. If you see a UFO, here are the new protocols. This is what you want to do in the event that you see something that is beyond explanation. And it seems as if they are no longer punishing witnesses who come forward and say publicly, this is what we saw. Just going to read this paragraph here. Among UFO aficionados in Japan, summer is seen as the season for flying saucers. In mid-June, Japan's well-known UFO hotspots didn't disappoint. After a mysterious, unidentified white balloon—white balloon, white balloon okay—with a a connected cross propeller-shaped object was spotted in the skies of n- northeastern city of Senda- Senda- Sendai. Sendai. Sendai and Fukushima prefecture prefecture the mysterious aerial phenomenon was observed at 1 a.m. and some witnesses say it resembled a hot air balloon Japan's meteorological agency denied any observational equipment being dispatched by the agency The police flew a helicopter to investigate the object but was forced to return around due to poor weather conditions Police say the aerial object disappeared without causing any danger to commercial flight paths in December 2019, Fuji News Network, FFN, also reported capturing footage of an illuminating object in the sky traveling at tremendous speed around Fukushima. So um, apparently <laughs> uh, UFO, UFOs are not sighted just over the United States. Other countries are starting to come forward and say, yeah, this, yeah, this happens all the time. This, we, we're seeing these things, too.
1: Now, honestly, it would make sense for an intelligent extraterrestrial um, community or presence to be interested in Japan, if for no other reason than the recent, than the uh, the nuclear disaster that happened. What was it, oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! Ago? So that would make sense that they ha- would have more over them than we currently do right now. Because the thing people have to remember is when when viewed from an external perspective yeah on the united on the you know the the earth as a whole they don't give a shit about our political borders
0: i don't even think they know that they exist
1: well they might they might not the the even if if they know they exist or even if they don't know they exist they don't care you know it's like when we study Predators, for example, predators are very territorial. They have their area that they don't let other predators operate in. We know that that exists, but it's not the most pertinent fact about them. We as humans look at ourselves and our borders are the most important thing about us. But when you're looking at us from a non-human perspective, that is the least important thing about us, right? So like the playing around with nuclear energy is going to be something that an intelligent extraterrestrial is going to be interested in. How far advanced are we? How much do we know? What can we do with it? What have we done with it? And overall, let's face it, we do have nuclear weapons, but our most common usage of nuclear power is to provide electricity. Mm -hmm. That's what we use it for more often than not. I remember seeing an article saying that uh, fusion reactors might appear within the next five to ten years. I don't know how true that is but yeah. you know we'll see it we'll see what happens so if you are an intelligent being not from earth you're not going to care about our political boundaries at least not unless you want to contact us once you want to contact us you're going to pick a an area that is most likely to be amenable to your reasons for reaching out yeah and that won't necessarily be the united states or europe it could be australia it could be anywhere else depending on their reasons for making contact with us right but as an intelligent being they're going to find the most sympathetic ear first to talk to and that's really the only time when a political border is going to even matter at all no so it wouldn't surprise me if any of these hot spots these ufo hotspots that they talk about in the, the article are somewhere close to the nuclear power plants, because Japan has more nuclear power plants than we do. Most of their energy, or more of their energy, a higher percentage, is provided through nuclear power, as I understand it, than any coal-fired power plants or anything like that. I think they have a lot of hydroelectric, too, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so... Prior to the Fukushima nuclear disaster, one-third of electricity in the country was generated by nuclear power. In the following years, most nuclear power plants have been put on hold and replaced mostly by coal and natural gas. Solar power is a growing source of electricity. They have the third highest solar PV installed capacity with about 50 gigawatts as of 2017. Japan has the second largest pumped hydro storage installed capacity in the world after China. The electrical grid is isolated with no international connection, consists of two wide area synchronous grids, which run at different frequencies and are connected by HVDC connections. This considerably limits the amount of electricity that can be transmitted between the north and south of the country. That's interesting.
0: It is. So it's like they
1: have two zones. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, um, the fact that they now are having a protocol for dealing with UFO sightings, means that they're taking it seriously. And why not? The United States has started taking it seriously. Yeah, we are. The UK has started taking it seriously. France has started taking it seriously. A lot of players on the international stage, except for Russia. I don't think Russia. I think Russia's policy on UFOs is, we shoot them down and then we eat them for dinner, (laughs) washed off with vodka. Tastes great. Uh, You know, I mean.
0: No, as a a matter of fact, there are a lot of, um, reports coming out of Russia regarding um, UFOs and unidentified flying objects that I, you know, that we don't report on. Yeah, but
1: those are individuals, aren't they? I mean, the government itself doesn't, to my knowledge, anyway, have a policy regarding any of those reports. I,
0: I think that the old Soviet Union suppressed any UFO news because the idea of there being um, superior air power flying all over the soviet union and they're powerless to stop it um sort of like tainted oh, yeah. their image of being you know um all controlling all consuming all powerful um state bureaucracy
1: right, right? at least that's Which, yeah that that would certainly be the impression that that you would have that would I have it too yeah that would definitely behind closed doors I wonder if they do have a protocol for it
0: they brought their you know it it def it's definitely cramping their style (laughs) yeah um so I I think that that's it I think that with everything that's been going on in the in the realm of UFOs and a news about disclosure I I think that this sort of like deflated the uh, uh excitement surrounding disclosure i think that the nsa did a, a a real great disservice to the movement and um i i don't even know what to call this other than disappointing and perhaps maybe this is just a disinformation campaign on their part
1: well is it disinformation or is it uh misdirection uh, i think it's uh, a six
0: of one half dozen of the other
1: well, in terms of, you know, the results of it, yeah, I agree with you on that. But, you know, my interest is why is what is their motivation behind such an info dump? The only thing that makes sense is they do the info dump simply because they have to. They're required by law. But they that, that doesn't mean they have to make any sense of it. That doesn't mean that they have to release any information on any actions or policies that were adopted or adjusted as a result of the gathering of this information, right? There's a freedom of information that is just that we want to know what you have, right? Okay. This is what we have. Okay. We want to know what you did with it. Okay. That's another FOIA request. That's a different thing. And like everything legal and ironically with computers too, you have to be very specific about what you're looking for, or you're not going to get the information especially when you're asking a question the government doesn't like talking about you know it's like that yeah. old that old saw when you, you you know you when the kids ask you, can I do that? yes you can now you don't know if you may or not
0: <laughs> exactly
1: you know Can I go over to Billy's house it's 10:30 at night on a Tuesday and you're like uh it's possible physically but no you're not allowed to you know and it's that kind of double hand sort of like
0: asking your teacher can i go to the bathroom and the teacher says why i sure hope you can
1: right (laughs) exactly so my interest is why why this sort of backhanded obscure release of data this is all as we pointed out there is nothing here we couldn't have found through other means nothing there there is no there there so it's almost like what was the point of them even releasing the information Well, it was a request. So they were complying with the, with the request from the court. Now, does this mean they can still say, yeah, we don't think UFOs are a real thing. People are just fucking hallucinating most of the time. Yeah, they can say that if they want, because there's nothing in here that indicates that they've done anything regarding any of these reports.
0: It is, it, it is super frustrating. It really is. And I wonder if I, I, and I wonder if they realize what it is that they're doing to the movement, as it were, and whether or not they 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 understand that this makes us want to trust them less.
1: Well, that's a two part question. Do they know and do they care? Or was that the point? Do they care if we trust them or do they want to see what we do now that they have done something to make us not trust them even more? Are they pushing things to a tipping point? It's funny because you look at the world and there's a lot of things where it seems like people are just sick and tired. You know, this could be the NSA being sick and tired of people asking them, you've got information on UFOs. All right, fine. Yes. Yes, we do. Here you go. Fucking go away now. Right. You know what I mean? And you've got people like the people that are doing the riots. They are sick and tired of hearing about. uh, Honestly, the riots are not about BLM. So the people that are rioting are sick and tired of all of these people who have all of this money and they're not getting any of it and they can't get anywhere in this world. That's why they're rioting. Then you've got, you know, Donald Trump being sick and tired of the biased media. You know, you've got Joe Biden, who's just sick and tired. And you've got, you know, all of these people, there's there's a, throughout the entire world, no matter where you look and what you're looking at. People who read comic books are sick and tired of the politicizing and the political messaging that's happening in comic books. The comic book industry, ironically, is in huge trouble right now. DC and Marvel, the big two, they're having a lot of problems because the fans are sick and tired of shit. And the shit they're sick and tired of is everything from art that looks good until you pay closer attention to it, and then it looks like, then you realize it's shit, art. Um, They've got, really shitty storylines now. They're going to all of these extremes and they're doing all of this. The storylines are written to help them sell comics and they're getting sick and tired of it, right? right. So the fans are getting sick and tired of that. You've got people in, you know, the movies in the filmmaking industry that are sick and tired of some of the bullshit that the, that the um, production companies, the, you know, the cinemas and stuff they're getting sick and tired of all that shit there's there's this level of overall sick and tired attitude that i think is kind of permeating the world right now and that i think is something that you and i when we've talked in the past about we can feel that there's a change coming and i yeah. think that's why we're feeling that is because there's just a lot of sense of people just being sick and tired of shit yeah you know and who and what is sick and tired of what is pretty much universal you know the republicans are sick and tired of the democrats the democrats are sick and tired of the republicans the you know um the russians are sick and tired of the united states the united states is sick and tired of pretty much the rest of the world you know what i mean everyone is just done with the bullshit right and what they deem bullshit is dependent upon their own personal interests you know how did we get here and what do we do now that we're here well Cause I know everyone, everyone that I've talked to are sick and tired of the masks. There are people who are very pro mask that I've spoken with that are friends of mine that are still sick and tired of the masks. They're like, I wear it because I have to, and I know why I have to, but, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And ironically, they get more vitriolic with the people who don't want to wear masks because they're tired of it too. It's like, I get your point, but don't you understand kind of a thing. But there's this very, it seems like our tolerance levels have lowered over the years. And we're getting to the point where almost anything pisses us off.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without. So What can, there's, yeah, so what
1: can we do about it?
0: Well, on on the topic of ufology, Carol and I have been re-watching The X-Files um, for reasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when autumn comes around, the first month of autumn, especially around the holiday <laughs> holidays, <laughs> as if as if Halloween is a major holiday,
1: right. um,
0: it should be a federal holiday and everybody should have to take it off.
1: Um, well, they are this minute this year.
0: Well, they. Yeah. Um, I miss new episodes of The X-Files even though the revival that Fox did it, the, during the past couple of years didn't live up to my expectations. And right. there, there, are, there are David Duchovny does a, a fantastic job illustrating and displaying the frustration that a lot of us have. Whereas we're promised that we're going to be given information. We're promised that they are going to disclose and they're going to share everything that they know. And they're, they're going to be open and honest about what's going on in this field. What's going on with all of these sightings. And when they finally actually do disclose, it's what we saw today on the NSA main page. And it's it's aggravating. It's It, it would have been better off if they did nothing. If they get, just kept saying, we don't have anything, we don't have anything. We would have been better off. Because the thing is, is that now it looks like they're just playing with us now it looks like they're just dicking us around and they can say that they disclosed everything and skeptics like crazy uncle george who doesn't believe in anything in the realm of the supernatural unless of course it's something that he believes in because it's something that he read about and discovered first right crazy uncle george can point to this and say, see, the NSA disclosed everything. They're not hiding everything. Right. It's a, I think it's a dis, it's a disinformation campaign is what I think that this looks like. And it makes me less likely to believe them the next time they say they're going to share all the information that they really have. But we really mean it this time. We really are going right. to disclose everything. We really mean it this time. Right. I'm not sure if I can believe you because you lied to so, us in the past.
1: Right. They've they've so distrust.
0: Why would you believe them next time? Why would why would any of us believe them? Yeah. The next time that they say that they're going to, they're going to share all of this information, why why would I believe them? Why would I believe you? Or why should you? I don't get it. No, I don't I don't understand why they think that they can get away with this. Well, we let them get away with it. That's the other thing. Right. We let them get away with it. I, we don't. Yeah. Because honestly, I, I who's going to go through the front door and at the reception desk and raise hell over this? Who's who's actually going to protest the NSA because they did not disclose everything that they are supposed to have? And and seriously how are you supposed to know that they they don't have more yeah you mean to tell me that all they have are just lousy photocopies of other stuff that you can get in pristine condition elsewhere on the internet and again it gets back to the original question why are they lying
1: yeah well and that's that is the frustrating part is if we knew why some of that other stuff would make more sense maybe you know if we knew why we would be able to uh, figure out or we'd have a chance anyway of figuring out some of the some of those other questions we we'd we'd have an idea of their motivations and you know if they were if we knew that they were they were making this obscure thing because they just don't give a shit about it okay fine you guys don't track that stuff You know what, if you told us that, we'd leave you alone. You're like, hey, look, this is it. And this is, you know, we just really kind of don't care. That's not our, you know, it's not our job. It's not our interest. We don't see any point in it or, you know what I mean? But at this point, even if they were to say that now, who's believable? Not
0: after this.
1: Exactly. Why? I don't
0: know. What's the solution to this? What's what's the solution to this? What can we do to vent our frustration other than do a podcast and talk about this for an hour and a half?
1: <laughs> well, the problem comes in especially with the NSA of in terms of what we can do about it. Well, what does the NSA do and how can we what can we do to hold their feet to the fire? Who do they answer to? Truth is not us. They don't you know, they're not answerable to the American people. The NSA is responsible to the government, not to us. They don't have to care about anything we say or do. Think about it. I mean, we'll, what did we say earlier? They're, they're the secretive, they're the least secretive, secretive organization, right? They're the NSA. We all know they exist. Have you ever seen them doing what they do? No. When was the last time we saw a news report about something that the NSA did? You know, five NSA agents were caught, you know, with strippers and cocaine in Brazil. You don't see signs like that. You don't see news articles like that. So what the fuck does the NSA do? And because we don't know the answer to that question, there's nothing we can do to apply pressure to them. What are you going to do? Write your congressman?
0: What is your congressman going to do?
1: What is exactly. He, what
0: is Annie Custer going to do about this?
1: Who's Annie Custer?
0: Annie Custer is my congresswoman.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, and what motivation does she have to do anything? Why should she do anything? She knows more about what the NSA does than you do. So why should she do anything? Because it's very likely you're going to reach out and say, the NSA needs to reveal this side and the other thing. And then in the back of her mind, she's going, guy, you have no idea what the hell they do. Yeah. They don't have to do any of that shit. They know about this side and the other thing. Well, maybe, maybe not, but that's not what their job is. You know what I mean? We don't know. We really don't. We have no fucking clue what the NSA does. What is their day to day? If you work for the NSA, what is it you do? What is your day to day? What is an average day of an NSA person, agent, representative, whatever the hell they're called? What what does that mean? What do they do? I don't even th-
0: I, I I don't even think they know.
1: Well, there's that question too. So. Yeah, it's just so ugh.
0: Now what? Honestly, what did what? And I, I and I I don't I don't think that does it make us bad per- people to ask these questions? Why is it that we have this ultra secret organization? And we covered this in a, another episode or two where we talked about how they have these huge buildings that store all of this data yep about us our data everything that we do online every phone call we make every transaction that we make they have some record of it in at least one facility and i would be very surprised if they don't have one or two backups that we don't know about
1: and i know that would be pretty safe bet they do
0: and i and and i know for a fact because my father showed me little bits, bits and pieces that there are these secret government buildings out in the middle of nowhere. And what do they do? What do they do in those buildings? We don't know. We don't know. And, w- and what department do they work for? What, I mean, are they NSA? Are they DOJ? DOG? D- DOD? Yeah. EPA? ICE? We honestly don't know. And you... <laughs> This also gets back to the topic that we talked about during the last episode that just went up this morning about voter apathy. This is the reason why people do not participate and practice their civic duty. There's a reason why people avoid jury duty. There's a reason why people don't vote. There's a reason why people are disengaged. They pay their taxes and they just go about their business.
1: And there's a reason why you and I drink heavily.
0: Well... I've kind of cut down on the drinking quite a bit, to be honest with you, Jay.
1: Yeah, it's the diet, isn't it?
0: It's the diet. I'm sure guys, I mean, there are, n- there are nights that I stay up and I worry about the consequences of doing this podcast. Find ex- yeah. fine example. Part of the reason why I am not invited to family gatherings and family events is because of this podcast. I'm that crazy uncle or cousin or brother who has a podcast where I talk about little green men. Among among, other things. Among other things. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And we get invited to other people's podcasts to talk about little green men. I'm sure it's hard to explain to Kyle um, and Kyle's family what it is that I do and how it's somehow, like, I'm still a, a, a normal person. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, while family members are arguing about which political party is better or worse and which candidate we should have voted for while flinging mashed potatoes across the table, um, at Thanksgiving dinner, I'm the one who says, has it ever occurred to you that maybe they're both corrupt? Maybe they're (laughs) the government, the government in and of itself is a bipartisan corrupt entity that tries to discover new ways of screwing you their entire job is to be secretive there are things that are going on within the government that defy explanation and that it's it's not it's not just the republicans or just the democrats who are screwing you it's all of them all of them and and then and the and the um government employees who are not beholden to congressional or senatorial or, or, executive branch oversight. Had it ever occurred to you that it's it, this is this is all a Kabuki dance? And, and, and
1: Eric, will it's po- funny the looks you get when you say things like that.
0: Yeah. Had it ever had, had it ever occurred to you that no matter who gets elected this November, the government there is still going to be a president of the United States who is beholden to people that you you don't even know the names of these people.
1: Right, and they get, and it's funny because people. We'll get so caught up in that they're so caught up in the the back and forth, the political back and forth between the two parties that when someone like you or I come along and we're like, it doesn't matter who the president is. The president doesn't matter for the most part. Do they affect things? Yeah. But none of the things that really frustrate you about the government are going to change. Nothing about the government is really going to change, you know, and they just look at you like, how can you say that? And it's like, because I pay attention. You know, yeah, there's effect on the economy, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And I mean, we don't even have to go into any of the conspiracy theories about like the Brandenburg Group or, you know, the Grove or any of that shit. We don't even have to go into that. You can make your argument just by going with the news articles that everyone sees and reads every day. Yeah. You know, and that's how you kind of open up that door to actually, you know, present any of this other stuff. You're like, okay, here's the reasons why I don't trust the government. Here's the reasons why I don't feel it really matters who I vote for. Even though I'm going to be voting and I do pay attention to what they say and do, I also pay attention to the results of what their policies were after they've become president. As a result of that, there's certain things that they can affect, and there's a lot of things they have no impact on at all. None whatsoever. And most of the shit that people complain about are the shit that the president doesn't have any impact on, you know? Yeah. And this is how you, we alienate people, I think. Because most people just don't really want to pay that close attention to it. It's just, it's, it's a burden, you know?
0: Yeah. Because this, I mean, here's the other thing. This, this isn't easy. Yeah. It's, this is not easy. There are there are times when I do think about quitting because it it is a lot of work. It costs a lot of money to do this, and the consequences of not doing it is far worse than actually doing it. I would go crazy if I did not have an outlet to say, "Soiling Green is made of people." I'm just going to use that as, a, as an example. <laughs> I need an outlet to be able to pound my fists on the beach and just scream, You, you, you maniacs! You blew it right. up! You really did it! Damn you! Um, Damn you to hell. Exactly. Um, and I know that there are other people who have the same frustrations when they do podcasts, especially when they do episodes about this specific topic. I know for a fact that people have, and People, people get crap from family members. Like, why are you still doing this this paranormal stuff? Why are you talking about your, your, you know, your paranoia on the internet? Why are you sharing all of this information on the internet? Why do you have to do this? Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. It's really freaking difficult and there and there are consequences to doing this and there are a lot of people who just like say that they are they feel as if they are just screaming into the wind and nobody is listening to them i listen to them just as i know that they're listening to me right but at, w- at what point would you just look at this and simply give up because of the harassment that you get at what point do you do you realize that one of the reasons why you're not invited to family functions one of the reasons why cousin Matthew didn't invite your family to your wedding is because you do a podcast on the paranormal and that hurts. It, 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 it actually hurts.
1: Right. Cause there's a part of you that's like, I thought our relationship was more than that.
0: Right. I didn't know that you were that superficial. Right. Hey, Eric. Hey, hey, Eric and Carol. Uh, it's wonderful to hear that you guys are, um, are doing great and all like that. Um, Look, mom and dad are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And I was kind of hoping that um, you could uh, go through all of your pictures and find some of your favorite pictures of mom and dad and, and send them to me uh, for this album that I'm creating. Oh, and you have to do it now. The deadline is now you have to do it now. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry, but uh, you know, I have a deadline. I promised my listeners of the podcast that I would have this episode before the end of the day oh you have a podcast
1: and you know damn well they know you have a podcast
0: oh yeah i mean it's like and i know that they talk about it a lot yeah but oh but wait a minute your dead your deadline to the thousands of people who listen into your podcast are not nearly as important as that as this arts and craft project that i just can't pop came to my head popped in my head my My deadline is more important than your deadline to the thousands of people who listen to your podcast. like the like the the family members who never call us unless they need something right like a, like a niece and nephew or another relative has gotten into severe problems and you need to drop everything and and help them out And while at the same time, you know what I specifically remember Carol had to go in for an emergency C section and i I wanted to be in the room and I called a family member. Oh, I can't get out of work today. I'm sorry. I can't, I, I can't get out of work today. You mean to tell me that you can't go to your boss and say that there's a family emergency and that your daughter-in-law is giving birth to your grandchild, but you can't take off of work? That And, and that hurts. Yeah. And I, And I know that a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's like I do a podcast about the paranormal. I'm convinced of it. And also, I've been an asshole in the past because I've I've said, hey, wait a minute, where were you guys when I needed you? I know that has a lot to do with it.
1: Right. Well, that's, I don't know. Me personally, one of the things I enjoy about being a friend with you is that you on my bullshit. I do what to your bullshit? You call me out on it. You're like, hey, dude, what the fuck. <laughs> you said ABCDXYZ and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Yeah. That whole thing where it's like, hey, listen, yeah, I'll help you out. But you know what? I've helped you out seven times now. And I've asked you for help twice and you were busy both times or whatever. Huh. You know what I mean?
0: And we've always been there for each other. You and I have. Yeah, a- we have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's that's something I enjoy about our friendship. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Like you, you, <laughs> you drove, what, an hour and a half to help us pack up? Yeah. To move out here to Utah. I mean, that's it's that's the, what you expect of a friend or, or a you know family I mean? member. not in as much as you have any expectations when it comes to family There's a little bit of a different dynamic. But at the same time, my brother and I don't get along all the time. We disagree on politics. You know, we, as we've grown older, we've grown different ways in different directions, but I know if push comes to shove and I were to call him and like, be, dude, I need your help with something. He would do what he could to help me, whatever it was. And I know if he called me and said, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this, that, and the other thing, I would do what I could to help him because that's what you do with family. You know, and it hurts when, you know, I'm the crazy cousin. I kind of always have been. And most of my cousins, I can be honest, and, you know, they like seeing me. They like laughing at me and they tell me that I'm crazy. Right. You know what I mean? But that's kind of what you expect. So when people take that one aspect of who you are and treat you differently because of it or don't invite you to something because of it there's a party that's like well what the fuck? i thought we were a family you know so yeah no i totally get that i experienced it as much as you have but i i i get it
0: and where do you where do you go where do you go from here where do you get this and by the way um you do realize that i will be taking shit for this i, I will oh, of course I, I will definitely be taking shit for this. Right. And I will probably. That's a given at this point. And, and, I will, and I will be reminded of all the other shitty things that I've done. And reminded of all the other reasons why. I I have not been invited to have Thanksgiving dinner with my mom, my brother and sister since 1992. How many years is that?
1: Let's so what was the year again?
0: 1992. You're asking me to math. Yeah.
1: 1982? 92. 1992. Okay. So that is. That's 28 years. Just 28 years. Yeah.
0: I've not had Thanksgiving with my extended family in 28 years. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I have said, hey, why are we putting up with this bullshit? But also a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have a website and a podcast where I talk about little green men.
1: Right. Right. Because out there you have an interest that not everyone shares.
0: Right. Hey, Eric. You know what? You really ought to do. You you want to have a podcast about football? Well, I don't know anything about fucking football.
1: But well, you, not only that, but also you know what's wrong with the seven hundred fifty thousand million other ones that exist.
0: Yeah. So it it I mean, and Carol said you you got to talk to Jay about this. You know, and and one of the things that I had. Um, one of the things that I had done because Carol and I had had, we, we made an observation about, um, you know how how I forget certain things, I mm-hmm. like like this is just kind of like a minor thing. How come I um, how come I forgot to put the cheese away correctly last night, and you know being up late is really not an excuse. And the thing is, and it's like and I went and I and I looked here, and it's like I went to Healthline. Healthline.com. Can depression cause memory loss? And I admit I am clinically depressed for a whole host of reasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Getting getting punched in the head almost every single day for two or three years has some, something to do with that. Depression has been linked to memory problems such as forgetfulness or confusion. It can make it difficult to focus on work or other tasks, making decisions or thinking clearly. Stress and anxiety can also lead to poor memory. Depression is associated with short-term memory loss Is does not affect other types of memory, such as long-term memory and procedural memory, which controls motor skill. Other symptoms of depression include, and tell me if any of these sound familiar, feeling sad, anxious, numb, or hopeless. A loss of interest in activities or hobbies. Having little energy and feeling fatigued. Feeling restless or irritable. Feeling shame, guilt, worthlessness or powerlessness. A loss of appetite and drastic changes in weight. Having trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. Thinking about death or suicide. Having physical problems such as headaches, stomachs and back pain. And I'm just gonna throw in sciatic pain. Yeah. I've dealt with all of these things. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm gonna quit the podcast. I'm never gonna quit the podcast.
1: <laughs> no, but you've gotta find that that happy medium where where you can do what you want and not alienate other people too.
0: Right. You
1: know. And I'm lucky in that my family, and for the most part, most of my friends, well, most of my friends are just as weird as I am, so that kind of doesn't count, but um, most of my family is really supportive. Hey, you're into this weird thing. I don't, I'm not into it, but you know, hey, you do you, dude. You know what I mean? That's kind of the attitude of most of my family. And even the ones who don't have that attitude are more like, all right, why, why do you do that? Kind of, you know what I mean? They don't alienate the they probe and try and find out why you're into it. And then usually they don't get it. They'll just kind of roll their eyes like, all right, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And it was just, what happens? What, what, where do we go from here? Is there anywhere to go from here? Is this just, is this just what happens? Yeah. It's, it's not a difficult question to ask, but it's a very difficult question to answer.
1: It is. And I don't know, I think sometimes we ask questions that don't really, I don't want to say have an answer, because I think every question has an answer. It just may not be one you like. But just because you're asking the question doesn't mean that the answer is going to come to you other than by just in yeah. doing. And that, right? Yeah, and Yeah. And, you know, the, I think a lot of happiness in life is, is liking what you have and accepting what you have. Right. And, you know, i I. Right, right now I'm really happy with where I am in life. Are there things that could be better? Hell yeah, of course. There's a lot of things that could be better, but you know what? You know, I, I, I don't put value on those things that could be better as much as I do on the things that I, right. that are going well. Yeah, you know, because things could be so much worse oh, than what oh, they are.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm reminded of that absolutely every day when I look at Colonel. Yeah. And I, re- right. I and i i realized well shit. you know i mean i almost lost her yeah. you know and shit could shit could have been much worse and you know and we have done a lot of work you know um to fix what's wrong with our relationship yeah we've put a lot of work into our relationship and i would not I would not trade who or what I am for anything in the world. I just, I just wish that I was better at it. You know, (laughs) you know, I, I I, honestly, yeah, I, I wish that we could do this. I wish we could get paid to go. And we were talking about this earlier on. I wish we could somehow get paid to go to Las Vegas and do the the move on symposium if Las Vegas is going to be open for that. I'd love to be able to do that. Um, I don't know if I'm, I want to put a tin cup out there and do a GoFundMe. Right. You, you know, I mean, we could, like... Have the goal on Patreon, saying this is what we want to do, and we want to do it for you guys. Um, and we'll even do we'll we'll even do like a like a a, a reporting of how much we spent, and and you know do a, a, fi- a financial cost analysis and share it with our patrons. Because the thing is, the die is cast. I've already paid the consequences for doing the podcast. The, that con- right. I'm already paying the consequence if I stop if I stop doing the podcast it's not going to change my relationships with everybody else. There's no, too much time has passed. There's been too much hurt. There's too many things that we've missed out on. It's over. It's done. There's no going back. We've crossed the Rubicon. Right. And I heard that it's, I heard that it's racist. If you say that we've, we've, we've crossed the Rio Grande, there's no going back. I heard that that's racist. I'm not going to get into that, (sighs) you know, but we've, we've crossed the route. We've, we've crossed the point of no return. So I might as well just keep doing this and seeing yeah. where it takes us.
1: Well, like you said, we're already paying the consequences. So, Hey, I, I think honestly, I think going down to Las Vegas for that is something we should look into. Yeah. You know, whether we pay for it out of our own pocket, however we do it, I, I think it's something worth go- doing. Um, recording our impressions afterwards, I think would be a good thing. Um, I think you coming out here would be a good thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> With or without Carol. <laughs> right. And I mean honestly, that could be a great way of selling it too is be like, hey, listen, Jay and I are gonna go to Las Vegas and just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna I <laughs> want- see what she says and how she reacts.
0: I, I, I wonder if I wonder if I could record that. <laughs> get her reaction and put it at the end of this episode or put it at the beginning of the next episode.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Okay, so Carol, mm-hmm. this is a serious question. There is, in Las Vegas, a MUFON symposium, mm-hmm. a convention for UFO files. Okay. now it's in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Jay and I would like to go... Las Vegas mm-hmm it's in the it's the week of my birthday it's July 23rd to July 25th okay can we go to Las Vegas just Jay and I together <laughs> why are you looking at me like that Yes, you and Jay can go to Las Vegas together. Just don't get married while you're out there. <laughs> okay, here's the other question. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Jay says that between the three of us, you're the only functioning adult. Mm-hmm. Would you want to go with us to make sure we don't get into trouble? That's a job far beyond just my capabilities. That's going to take a team
1: to keep you guys out of trouble.
0: Okay. Because if you need another chaperone, Jay could bring one of his daughters.
1: Okay. All right. That
0: that might work between the two of us. Okay. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about The Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we'll read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash fedora chronicles the theme songs for the show are royal flush and black cabaret by Olive of music all other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by premium beats from shutterstock copyright the fedora chronicles 2020 all rights reserved On behalf of my co-host, Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.